Hey, everybody. I wanted to give you a little sneak peek into the Master the Terror course that I am currently conducting. This is an explanation of the story of the Major Arcana of the Tarot called The Fool's Journey. It represents the archetypal journey of the soul through a path of development, both uh, physically and spiritually, as a person in our world. So this is just a small part of the Master of the Tarot course. You could still join in on that course if you'd like. You would just be slightly behind with the curriculum, but you can also do the exercises and take in the information as a self-paced thing if that's what you wanted to do. But in any case, I really liked this segment of the course, and I think that this is really essential and useful information. The tarot is sort of at the nexus or core of the entire Western esoteric tradition, and it's not fully understood by many people, and a lot of people just kind of uh, skip over it when it's actually a real treasure trove of deep spiritual wisdom and knowledge. So without further ado, I give you the journey of the fool in my account of The Fool's Journey. Many people have different ways of understanding and describing the story laid out by the Major Arcana. The tarot archetypes represented in the Major Arcana are pictures that represent life and the stages and experiences we all go through. It's intended to be the story of one's journey through life, starting as the Fool, young, pure energy and spirit form, moving through events and cycles, and finding completion in the world, which is the end of our life cycle. The Fool's Journey is a story that represents the journey through life. Each card in the story represents a different stage of life, and each stage is something important to teach us. We start off as the Fool, a new and clueless baby. But as we go through each stage and meet different people and encounter new experiences, we learn and grow until we become wise and fulfilled adults. The journey starts off with the Fool card, which represents a beginning. The Fool is like us when we're first born, fresh and open and ready to start learning about the world. We set out on our journey and immediately we meet the Magician and the High Priestess, who represent the positive and negative aspects of our experiences as well as the inner world of the fool. The magician is the active, masculine force of creative impulse, while the high priestess is the mysterious unconscious that provides the fertile ground for creative events. These two cards represent the mind of the fool. The magician is the conscious mind and the active mind, the masculine aspects of consciousness, and the high priestess represents the subconscious or receptive mind, the feminine aspect of consciousness. When the fool grows up, he becomes aware of his surroundings. He first recognizes his mother, who loves and cares for him. Then he meets Mother Earth, who takes care of him in a larger sense. The empress represents the world of nature and sensation. The next person the fool encounters is the father in the figure of the emperor. The father represents structure and authority. As a baby leaves his mother's arms, he learns that there are patterns to this world. He also discovers that there are rules and people in authority who will enforce them. 
These restrictions can be frustrating, but through the patient direction of the father, the fool begins to understand their purpose. The emperor is followed by the hierophant, who represents religious or spiritual tradition. The fool, now a young man, must leave the protective world of childhood and venture out into society. He must learn the customs and conventions that will allow him to function in the world. The hierophant is a teacher who imparts this wisdom. The fool's journey takes him next to the lovers. Here he meets his anima or animus, the opposite sex within himself. The anima is the feminine aspect of a man's psyche. The animus is the masculine aspect of a woman's psyche. These two figures represent the unconscious mind. The anima is the source of a man's ability to relate to the world emotionally, to appreciate beauty, and to create art. The animus is the source of a woman's ability to think logically, to understand the world intellectually, and to manage the practical affairs of life. The meeting of the anima and animus is a revelation of the innermost self. The fool also needs to decide upon his own beliefs. It is well enough to conform while he learns and grows, but at some point he must determine his own values if he is to be true to himself. He must start to question received opinion. By the time the fool becomes an adult, he has a strong identity and a certain mastery over himself. Through discipline and willpower, he has developed an inner control which allows him to triumph over his environment. The chariot represents the vigorous ego that is the fool's crowning achievement so far. On card seven, the chariot, we see a proud commanding figure riding victoriously through his world. He is in visible control of himself and all he surveys. For the moment, the fool's assertive success is all he might wish, and he feels a certain self-satisfaction. His is the assured confidence of youth. Over time, life presents the fool with new challenges, some that cause suffering and disillusionment. He has many occasions to draw on the quality of strength. He is pressed to develop his courage and resolve and to find the heart to keep going despite setbacks. The fool also discovers the quiet attributes of patience and tolerance. He realizes the willful command of the chariot must be tempered by kindliness and the softer power of a loving approach. At times, intense passions surface, just when the fool thought he had everything, including himself, under control. The fool eventually begins to question why we live, why people live if only to suffer and die. The hermit represents the need to find deeper truth. The fool begins to look inward and tries to understand his feelings and motivations. The sensual world holds less attraction for him, and he seeks moments of solitude away from the frantic activity of society. In time, he may seek a teacher or guide who can give him advice and direction. After much time and contemplation, the fool has a vision of the world and how everything is connected. The fool learns that the world is a beautiful and mysterious place full of intricate patterns and cycles. The Wheel of Fortune is a symbol of this. The fool is starting to see how everything fits together and is realizing that some things happen for a reason. They are ready to move on and take action. They need to make some tough decisions and figure out what their vision means for them. They are also taking responsibility for their past actions. The fool has been alone and is now ready for movement and action. 
His perspective is wider, and he sees himself as part of a universal plan. His sense of purpose is restored. The fool must decide what this vision means to him, and looks back over his life to see how he got to this point. He takes responsibility for his past actions and wants to make sure he does better in the future. This is a time of decision for the fool, and he has to choose if he wants to stay true to what he knows or go back to an easier life. The demands of justice must be served so that he can wipe the slate clean. This is a time of decision for the fool. He is making important choices. Eventually, the fool discovers that life is not always easy. He eventually comes across a problem that is too difficult to overcome, and this makes him humble. He learns that he has to let go of his struggle for control, and when he does, everything starts to work correctly. He becomes open and vulnerable and discovers the support of his inner self. He also learns to flow with life and feels a sense of joy. In the end, his world has been turned upside down, but he is at peace. This is represented by the hanged man. The fool is now working on getting rid of old habits and ways of doing things that are no longer working. He is also cutting out anything that isn't essential because he understands the basics of life. The fool is going through some endings as he leaves behind parts of himself that are no longer needed. This process may seem like dying, but it's actually just a transition to a new, more fulfilling way of life. This is the death card. The fool eventually realizes that it is important to have balance in his life and to not swing wildly from one emotion to another. He has learned that by experiencing the extremes, he can appreciate moderation. The fool has combined all aspects of himself into a centered whole that is healthy and well. This is temperance. The fool is happy with what he has, but he is also brave and wants to explore more. He meets the devil, who is not a scary evil figure, but is actually part of each of us that is ignorant and hopeless. We are all slaves to the things we want and love, and we often do not realize it. The couple in the card are chained, but they don't even know it. They could be free if they realized it, but they don't. This represents the seductive attractions of the materiality that bind us so compellingly that we often do not even realize our slavery to them. We live in a limited range of experience, unaware of the glorious world that is our true heritage. The fool can free himself from the devil by having a sudden change represented by the tower. The tower is the ego fortress each of us has built around his beautiful inner core. Gray, cold, and rock hard, this fortress seems to protect but is really a prison. Sometimes only a monumental crisis can generate enough power to smash the walls of the tower. On card 16, we see an enlightening bolt striking this building. It has ejected the occupants who seem to be tumbling to their deaths. The crown indicates that they were once proud rulers. Now they are humbled by a force stronger than themselves. The fool may need such a severe shakeup if he is to free himself, but the resulting revelation makes the painful experience worthwhile. The dark despair is blasted away in an instant, and the light of truth is free to shine down. After the fall of the tower, the fool becomes a very calm person. The beautiful images on the star show this tranquility. The woman pictured on card 17 is naked, which means her soul is no longer hidden. She is also surrounded by bright stars, which show that she is hopeful and has plenty of inspiration. 
The fool is indeed very lucky because he has replaced all of the negative energies of the devil with trust. This means he believes in himself and is very happy, and now he wants to share his joy with others. The fool opens his heart and becomes very loving. Is there another challenge for the fool? In fact, it is his bliss that makes him vulnerable to the illusions of the moon. The fool's joy is a feeling state. His positive emotions are not yet subject to mental clarity. The moon card in the tarot deck can represent either good or bad things depending on how it is read. It can represent things like fantasy and the imagination, but it can also represent things like fear and anxiety. The fool is vulnerable to the illusions of the moon because he is in a state of bliss and his positive emotions are not yet clear. In his dreamy condition, the fool is susceptible to fantasy, distortion, and a false picture of the truth. The moon stimulates the creative imagination. It opens the way for bizarre and beautiful thoughts to bubble up from the unconscious, but deep-seated fears and anxieties also arise. These experiences may cause the fool to feel lost and bewildered. It is the lucid clarity of the sun that directs the fool's imagination. The sun's illumination shines in all the hidden places. It dispels the clouds of confusion and fear. It enlightens, so the fool both feels and understands the goodness of the world. The sun card in the tarot represents the clarity of imagination. The sun shines in all the hidden places and dispels the clouds of confusion and fear. This enlightenment allows the fool to feel and understand the goodness of the world. The star card represents the openness of the fool, which has solidified into an expansive assurance. The fool is reborn and his false ego self has been shed, allowing his true self to manifest. He has discovered that joy, not fear, is at life's center. It is time for the fool to make a deeper judgment about his life. His own personal day of reckoning has arrived. Since he now sees himself truly, he can make the necessary decisions about the future. He can choose wisely which values to cherish and which to discard. He realizes that he needs to make some decisions about what is important to him and what he can let go of. The angel on the card is his higher self, which is calling him to follow his dreams and be true to himself. The fool re-enters the world, but this time with a more complete understanding. He has integrated all the disparate parts of himself and achieved wholeness. He has reached a new level of happiness and fulfillment. The fool experiences life as full and meaningful. The future is filled with infinite promise. In line with his personal calling, he becomes actively involved in the world. He renders service by sharing his unique gifts and talents and finds that he prospers at whatever he attempts. Because he acts from inner certainty, the whole world conspires to see that his efforts are rewarded. His accomplishments are many. The fool's journey was not foolish because the fool found what he was looking for, his true self. He was honest and persevered, which helped him find his courage again. The cycle is over, but the fool will never stop growing. The cycle will begin once again. He is now ready to begin a new journey that will help him understand even more. All right, guys, that's it. And I hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. 
and give some of the other episodes of the podcast a listen. And please consider joining the Master the Tarot course if you want to deepen your knowledge of the tarot and build a relationship to a tool that will support you for the rest of your life. It's been really fun so far. I'm really proud of how the course is looking and shaping up to be. And uh, I think the students are going to benefit highly from it. So uh, definitely urge you to check that out. You can find the link in my link tree, either on uh, this podcast or on my Instagram and the other places you can find me. So much love, everybody. And I hope you enjoyed this episode.